Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Alex and Parker. We watched End of Days, in which Arnold Schwarzenegger battles the devil. God is not featured in this. In fact, let me get into my jerks of the week. My jerk of the week is God, who apparently is not in my life either. (gasps) So, first things first, cast your mind back. I'm driving my beautiful, shiny, new Mustang GT. It's great. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. I always listen to this when I'm driving. I hear something. That's probably not good. Get a, <laughs> get a fucking flat tire in the middle <laughs> right. of the highway. Had no idea. I'm able to make it home somehow. I check it and... I mean, Wait, hold on. You didn't just, know you had a flat tire? I, I didn't know. There was no way for Wait, me to know. Your first time in the car? No, there was... No, it wasn't like... It wasn't like flat as soon as I got there. Like, I hit something. And just I imagine like, your tire just, like, like spinning down the road like a fucking hurricane. Uh, no, no, like, no, oh, no, this no. is normal. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't flat. Yeah, like, there's something about the paving out here. No, this no, no. no. It's like, it, it must have run over something or, or who knows. I was able to make it home very easily, actually. I got out and I heard hissing from the back. I'm like, uh, it's probably not good. Tire was probably yeah. dead, if it helps. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> Damn uh, it. So I called the tow truck. <clears throat> I called the tow truck and got it taken to the local NTB. Uh, and, uh, anyway, I, I was able to get the fix and I had to, I was like, okay, I'll walk back home and, you know, it's nice out. It was 103 degrees out. So, Correct. yeah, personal mistake, uh, things happen. I'm aware. Hey, buddy, uh, g- guess who moved in that weather? Oh, that sounds not great. Anyway. Fourth turns, floor. Fourth yeah. floor. It's fine. So the, so the tow truck to take me three miles cost me like $100. I'm like, damn, that's a lot. Turns out I had a spare tire the entire time. It was under a panel in my yep. trunk with a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. I had no idea. So, You'd love uh, to see it, folks. Anyway, I was like, hey, I'll go out to... Uh, to Best Buy. I, I want to get a new external hard drive so I can plug it into uh, my PS4. I can stream movies that way. It's a lot easier. That's the only reason why, spoilers, I haven't actually watched the new, uh, or the Band of Brothers thing yet, because I want it on the TV where it's like I can concentrate it and it's in like That's really smart, nice quality yes. and everything. So, Do not watch that at work. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be stupid about it. I want it to look really nice. So I buy like a $50 uh, hard drive and I plug it in and I'm like, oh, I guess I have to format it. And I plug it into my uh, computer and I formatted a drive. A drive. (laughs) A certain drive that happened to have the exact same amount of space on it as this drive does. My D drive, which has, which is one of my internal drives, which has all of the podcasts. Chris, I swear to God, if this is a D's nuts joke. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) So 
I, I'm like, unfortunately, it's like there's a whole lot of data on there that's just God as soon as I did that. I'm Texas Parker. I think I accidentally deleted all of our podcasts. And it's just all right, like, so no clip show. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm starting to sort of panic. I'm like, oh my god, I can't get the crawl episode up. So like, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I downloaded Recovery Robot. Paid fifty bucks for that. Might as well go for the whole shebang here. Recover all the files, and it turns out I saved the crawl episode on my C drive. Beep boop, you are retarded. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my jerk of the week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. So Chris sounds like you were busy this week. A little. You must have missed all the hot news. Oh, well. Let me run down the slate. Get comfy. <laughs> crack a nice cold brewski. Get some Steve Weisers nice and chilled. Because here we go. Because coming May 1st, the Black Widow feature film. Your favorite character, who's now dead. Spoilers. <laughs> We're going back in time to the after the events of Civil War. Chris, your thoughts. Okay, so cast your mind back. I got some news for you. The first thing that happens when I wake up, I see the Cats trailer. I almost threw up. That thing is a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> I, I don't know why I saw that. I threw my phone halfway across the room, Future ran into the bathroom. Episode. And, I, and I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh, do I have one of those nightmare cat faces? Luckily, I don't. So I come back after taking a galactic shit. I'm just watching it. And speaking of galactic shit, this Does is Does someone say galactic? Because in November, we have the Eternals. I don't know what those are. But they're in space, and Angelina Jolie is in it. So that's fun for you to see in She only makes good movies. Correct. What's the last bad movie she made? Also, what's the last movie she made? (laughs) Also, let's do Tomb Raider 2 next week. What Chris, the... your thoughts? I, okay, so Judy Dench Tempting. is in for some reason. She can't dance and sing. I don't know what she's doing in this in the first place. But you know how, like, in the original musical, they would wear these skin-tight outfits and it looked almost not embarrassing? Almost. Whereas in this, they're, like, computer-generated. Why is Rebel Wilson in this just skeeting and or bopping Or anything, around? for that as, matter. As much as she can skeet and bop in her condition. No offense. You know, Chris, and... the Winter Soldier's a bit of a rebel himself. And you can catch him exclusively on Disney Plus in the new series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Chris, your thoughts on these characters? I'm trying to figure out what a jellicle is. I asked Siri what jellicles are, and she said I had to go see a doctor about a venereal disease. Why is Taylor Swift in this nah, fucking nah, nah, movie? Nah, nah, nah. This is fucking stupid. I, I cannot understand. Look at look, listen to these names, okay? T.S. Eliot's a fucking loser. Asparagus, Bomba Lorena, Bustafer Jones, Demeter, Griddlebone, Grizabella, <laughs> Growl Tiger, <laughs> Jelly Here's Worm. a name for you. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The First Asian American superhero, Chris. You drew the short straw this week. Let's hear it. Jemima, the Syllabub, <laughs> Jenny Annie Dots, McCavity. Here's Mr. another stupid name. WandaVision. <laughs> Remember the Vision and the Scarlet Witch? Your two favorite Avengers? They're back. One of them's dead. You figure it out, fucker. So, I don't like, care. Is that guy actually a robot? Like, yes, and he okay. fucks, which is cool. <laughs> Chris, do you fuck? Not if you're watching Loki, coming spring 2021. Also to Disney Plus, your thoughts. Mungo Jerry, Monkus Trap, Old Deuteronomy, Rumple Teaser, Rumtum Tucker. Old Deuteronomy gets me every time. <laughs> Skimple Shakes, Victoria the White Cat, Admita slash Plato, Alonzo, Bill Bailey slash Tumble Brutus, Carbuck, <laughs> Cassandra, Coricopat, and Tantomile, Electra, etc., Rumpus Electra? Cat. Electra? 
That's a superhero too, just like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the sequel to the hit film Doctor Strange, which I'm pretty sure I saw but cannot prove it. Chris, your thoughts on The Wizard coming back to theaters? So after Lauren's first just... horror movie, or is it a thriller? So after learning <laughs> hey, that wait I a just second. frittered away an entire after frittered away my afternoon trying to repair my hard drives, I was like, I know I've lost all sense of sanity. I could have been sleeping, so instead I turned on the uh, the soundtrack yeah, you for the original musical version. Of but Cats. what if? What if the new show? What if an animated series coming to Disney Plus? Like, what if this happened in a Marvel movie? What if this happened? What if we just watched these until we all fucking died, Chris? What if you found me in your trunk underneath the planet? Are we really going to step on Chris listening to the cat soundtrack? Uh... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah. That will be a so recurring let theme. let me tell you about the cat soundtrack. I actually tried listening to this. I have no idea what I was listening to. One of the songs, they just whisper everything, so I have no idea what they were talking Correct. about. T.S. Eliot, I hope he was executed. Have you seen Cats? No. It is, there is no narrative structure. It's just like one cat shows up, he does his little song, he does a little dance, and then he fucks off, and then two minutes later another cat shows up and does the exact same thing. Question, That's the whole show. Are, are the fucking cats actually cat size? Because in the trailer they are. They're just sitting at the table with this giant knife and fork. They're jumping on well, fucking So here's cat. the thing about stage shows. Like, they didn't cast the cats as all little people, so... No. <laughs> so, wait. So instead of getting a, a really good actor like someone who would be on his knees like Gary Oldman, instead, they got James Corden for this. Yeah, that was a real rumple tease. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most hideous thing I've ever seen. Worse CGI than the devil in Spawn. Yeah, I'm going there. But will you be going to Disney I'm... Plus to watch Hawkeye? <laughs> watch him train some girl. Thanks a lot, libtards. <laughs> or maybe you can go to theaters and watch Thor, Love and Thunder. Hey, Chris, you'd like that last Thor movie, right? What if Natalie Portman was back and was a lady Thor and people got real mad online already? According to this, Mr. Mistopheles is a young black and white tuxedo tom Mr. to control his magical powers. <laughs> Did you say Mr. Mahershala Ali? Because he's Blade now, Christopher. <laughs> oh my god, I... Okay. And that so, doesn't even include Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, Captain Marvel 2, Fantastic Four, and the heat death of the universe. I'm so ready to die, you guys. So, you guys are I'm really... Out of movies. <laughs> I, I I'm so tired now. You fucking win. <laughs> On a serious note, Mahershala Ali winning an Oscar and then just using that to call and go... Hey guys, I want to kill vampires. It's a very cool power move that I respect. Oh, actually, I respect it, but also he's remaking a movie that sucks ass. So, you know. I mean, uh, yes, I but also. <laughs> is it good? No. But is it Does good? Does Steven Dorf turn into a giant CGI blood monster? Yes. Okay. Maybe they'll get uh, Norman Reedus back for the Blade 2 remake since he still looks exactly the same. No Normans it's allowed. Okay, ridiculous. so actually, my, my thing about Blade is I, I saw that tweet about how he was really bad. Uh, 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 what's the guy's name from from uh, from Blade? The original one? How dare you? I forgot I'm not helping you. It's, it's You're on, on your own, my, It's on the tip of my tongue. Wesley Snipes, sorry. Uh, I was so I was ready for you to just say, like, Eddie Murphy or something. No, I was, so <laughs> that was my go-to, too. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say Charlie Murphy. Uh, no, Wesley Snipes was, uh, he was really mad at the director. I guess it was Blade Three, And he wouldn't even close his eyes, so they uh, so had good. to CGI them. <laughs> it's 
the resurgence of the. What are you going to do? Recast me? <laughs> the, the resurgence of the CGI opening gif has made me so happy because it's one of the funniest things ever put on film. It's like, all right, you got to open your eyes. No. <laughs> Wesley, please. We need you open. No. All right, we'll do it in post, I guess. Uh, Blade Trinity coming at you. Here's Triple H as a vampire. Good job, 2000s. He nailed it. Good decade. Maybe I should rewatch Blade Trinity. It is quite good, but also horrendous. Future episode. Okay. Ryan Reynolds as a sidekick. Is that all the news that you have? Please say yes. Sure. I mean, we could talk about the Jay and Silent Bob trailer, but I feel like Chris would just kill himself. <laughs> That's going to be an assignment in how the future, the, isn't it? How come Kevin Smith looks so skeletal now? Well, He legitimately looked better when he was 400 pounds. It's been almost a decade of his wife's brown spot boning his dick. <laughs> just sapping all his energy. Takes a toll on any man. Well, in in the uh, in my constant tradition of the news section, wow. I have something I just found out about from like 10 years ago that I feel the need to share as news for some reason. So it's not I'm news ready. at all in any sense of the... <laughs> Go ahead. It's news to you. I support you. So You're valid. was just nobody ever going to tell me that the fucking Bear Jew was supposed to be Adam Sandler? Because holy shit, what a what better movie. movie. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> no. But I did not know that either. Oh, buddies. <laughs> so I'll be just the first one to Just imagining Adam say. Sandler... <laughs> Teddy fucking ball game. It is fucking. I'll, I'll be Gilmore's the first one to say it. Better movie. Anything without one fucking... million percent better movie. Holy shit! Absolutely a better movie. Anything without a minute. Anything without Eli Roth. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Boy, go back and redo that movie, huh? This isn't really news, but also. Edward Furlong coming back for the new Terminator. That means we're all seeing it, right? I'm, oh, fuck well, yes. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I want you guys to... Uh, Alex, do you know what Eddie Furlong looks like now? I sure do. He, t- <laughs> he watched a film of his recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what he looks like now, not 1999 brain skin. Oh, oh no, I knew what you were getting at. Yeah. I, I sure do. <laughs> oh my god, he looks disastrous. And he's going to be the savior of humanity. Guys, I don't want to see Terminator Dark Fate, but if the cold open is the 2019 version of Eddie Furlong getting domed by a Terminator, it's four and a half stars minimum. That's <laughs> that's my line, and I'm sticking to it, because that would fucking kill me in a theater. Yeah, I've already accepted that I'm going to see that in theaters, despite the, it looking like a fucking Transformers movie. That's yeah, one McCall, of the worst we, trailers, though. We, I, don't, I don't know what it is with these trailers, but I hate it when they'll have like a trailer for often the third in a trilogy or something like that where they'll have like a relatively mellow or quiet song while a bunch of actions going on in the background like don't give me that fucking shit. it is the worst gimmick in trailers yeah by like far you know right what now. i'm talking that, about right that, yeah that trailer yeah. is played in front of more movies than the it trailer for me i just i've accepted if i'm gonna see it i don't want to but my friend and i've looked at each other enough times and gradually gone yeah, I guess. So <laughs> that's how it goes. Yep. Is that all it takes? Jeez. Well, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Chris, you know 100% that's all it takes. <laughs> we spent like two years talking about Genesis going, yeah, but he headbutts that helicopter. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't have to explain myself to he you. headbutts a helicopter. <laughs> that movie's dog shit, but also like the third best in the franchise. <laughs> Oh, those fucking movies. Uh, okay, do we have anything else? Get it on to uh, Recently Watched, I guess? 
Yeah, let's get into okay. it. We just killed 15 minutes <laughs> talking about cats and Marvel movies in 2022. Okay, uh, the first one on here, Alex, I have to ask you this right off the bat. Have you seen The Death of Stalin? I sure have. Oh, yeah, I remember you bringing that I, I, I don't remember what you thought about it. I liked, I liked it a lot. I, yeah, I'd say it's, it's real good. It's uh, real, real good. Yeah, I was going to say if you if you hadn't seen it, this would be like top of the list. You should see this. Oh yeah, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> Mad respect for Steve Buscemi, just talking like Steve Buscemi as he's playing a Russian guy. I mean, like, that's a, that's the thing is I'm kind of <laughs> glad so that they good. did that. I was like, yeah, if same. they had done Russian accents, it kind of would have taken me out of the movie because I have a feeling like some of them can't do one. But like they're just Correct. doing the best they can, and it's funny as hell. Uh, Parker, it have is, you seen it? It has been on my list since he first mentioned it. I because it's not that really good, and it's just. I think it it's like the perfect under. way to do like dark humor, you know. Yeah. Then we is... get in these moods where it's like, "Oh, I gotta watch thirty Godzilla movies," and then you forget about it, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll give. It's you not my bit. favorite black comedy, but it's way up there. Oh yeah, so. it's. I don't know if I have a favorite black comedy, but it's. I I, I clearly do because In Bruges. Meet the blacks. Oh, In Bruges is up there. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> She's so fucking. I should watch that again. Yeah. Shit. So uh, that's how this week goes. <laughs> I haven't seen it in like eight months. Might as yeah. well. Death of Stalin, again, really good. Parker, I don't know if you know this, it's by the guy who made Veep, so I don't know if Ooh, that helps you out. There. I love Veep with all my heart. You will love this. I think this is better than Veep. I've only seen a few episodes of it, but this, oh boy, this hits me in a lot of places that I really like. Um, it's just, it was like high on my list, and then I'm sure something happened, and then it left my mind, and none of my normie friends have brought it up since. Uh, well, so, I'll give that's you life. I actually think this... I think that was like the best movie I saw all week. Oh, I just looked. I'm gonna write it down again. Very easily the best movie I've watched. If, all if week. you're working off the list, I assume that's a low bar to clear. Uh, <laughs> I worked off a couple lists. Uh, let me tell you about the uh, the other black comedy that I watched. Um, I watched a little movie called Meet the Blacks. Um, oh, so- nailed it. <laughs> <Up top. laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. Uh, Here's my biggest problem. I'm gonna have to cut this whole thing. Okay, so here's my biggest problem with Meet the Blacks is it's really just not funny. And Parker, you were kind of accurate. It's like I just don't. Here's my watch problem. It. it sucks. <laughs> it's it's there's a problem with like a bad comedy. There's just only so many different ways you could say that's not funny. There is an there's a Cheeto Man Donald Trump joke in there. Cool. Fucking well. good. Yeah, right this one down. satire. Yeah, of, there's a. I'm assuming a weigh-ins. George Lopez is in the movie as El Bama. Fuck yourself. Cool, cool, good, George, great. Does awesome. that mean? Does it stand for the Obama? Has has he ever been funny, George Lopez? No. Okay, Charlie Murphy's in it. I like Charlie Murphy. He's really funny Rest on Chappelle's show. King. And he's awful in this. Lavelle Crawford. I really like Lavelle Crawford. I think he's funny as hell. I've seen his stand-up. He's awful in it. He just stands looking at no one and just yelling things. And they eventually Yeah, kill sounds him. like he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get what but you pay for a, sometimes. No, but there's like... I don't know why no, that like, really got no, no, me. No, like a, like a, he'll just, like he asked what stand-up story. comedy is just standing there yelling. <laughs> yeah, that's stand-up comedy. <laughs> Uh, who else they got in there? They got, I don't know. They got some other people. So I think actually the biggest problem in here isn't the comedy. It's it's the family. So that's why I hate me the blacks. So 
is all for that joke. I'm keep, sorry. Please I'm keep that in. That was that too. No, that was real good. That was real good. Keep it. We've referenced it enough times. It'll work. See, that's the thing. Is I, hope the, I hope the edit notes get left in this episode too, because See, it's real funny when they do. Every once in a while, I get too late. I'm like, I don't want to like click away from the race I'm on. So I'm just like, eh, no one will care. So yeah. if, that's the thing. Is if Parker was, uh, if I had assigned Parker meet the blacks, I, I would have had him say, I hate meet the blacks. I would have like either muted him when he says me or like made it like yeah. really really quiet <laughs> i hate not blacks my, my, my favorite my favorite was definitely the episode where uh you left in the audio before we clapped in and it was just me and parker going yum, 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 yum. <laughs> like we're like waiting for you to come back you weren't there it's the two of us just back and forth just yum, yum, yum. we're the stupidest <laughs> fucking people on the planet yeah. I, I work so hard on the editing every once in a while something goes wrong um, oh no, it's fine. I'm not giving you shit for it. I think it's legitimately fine. I'm certainly not going to take over. So you keep <laughs> there, there was that one tweet. I, again, I'll cut all this out too. But there was like that one thing about like, oh, people don't understand how hard it is to edit a podcast. And I'm just like, all oh, right, do it for us sisters. And I read up about it. They were like recording on an iPhone in a library room, just talking about some stupid advice thing. And they got six episodes in, realized no one was listening, and quit. It's like, yeah, no one would pay us. We didn't get any advertisers. Like, no kidding. Oh, is this is this your friend's podcast? No, they they don't have any advertisements oh, either. But uh, we're still available. <laughs> we're still available. With oh yeah, but, yeah, star. absolutely. Yeah. I'll give my opinions. Okay. Oh, as a white man. <laughs> okay, so the next one I watched is uh, Parker. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's called Carnival of Souls. That is, is sitting <laughs> on my hard drive. Because I remember the other Alex mentioned seeing it at a theater, and it's been sitting on my hard drive since she mentioned it this does not seem like a movie i want to see in theaters uh well you know i'll say it uh, parker i'll put this in words even you can understand remember oh, no. in the uh the circus short for mystery science Theater 3000 and they're zooming in on all the clowns faces they're going ah and servo says look at like the carnival of souls over here that's what this movie is <laughs> like it's a lot of close-ups and it's it's okay. It's just it's a nineteen sixty two movie. It's in black and white. It's the acting's not Gross. very good. But uh you don't I, say look, I mean here's the thing though. I mean ultimately I can give a positive. I can see why it was so influential and it led to a lot of better movies. Does it hold up? I don't really think so, but your mileage may vary. Uh then I watched um I'll skip that one, I don't care. Uh <laughs> I watched I Was a Teenage Frankenstein, um, which was right up there with I was a teenage malt shop, I was a teenage werewolf, I was a teenage rock and roller, all these other Imagine characters. being the movie that got skipped so you could talk about I was a teenage Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Play the Alice Cooper part or something. As it turns out, uh I was a teenage Frankenstein fucking sucks. It was worse than even I expected. You don't say. It was, like, that's the thing, it's like, every once in a while you're like, oh yeah, another black and white movie, okay, so I'm gonna be Crunch Bandicoot in this Ah, uh, yes. That thing that I do. Yeah. I very commonly say that out loud. Yeah. And I just don't really care, but this one was, like, strikingly bad. The acting's awful, and no one can read their lines, the makeup is terrible. It was it was almost funny to look at, but not really. Now what? I've already told Parker I did this, but, um... <laughs> I still I, don't know why, so I'm excited. I, I had a joke for it. I was going to be like, um, like, oh, you know, Parker, relationships are important. And I feel like you and I don't really have a strong enough relationship. We need to build chemistry on the show. And I know that one of the things you like to do when you get into a relationship is watch <laughs> The Maze Runner. And I decided that <laughs> if one's good enough, we mentioned on the last podcast, The Maze Runner has a lot of sequels. So correct. I took some time at work to watch every single Maze Runner movie. There's only three of them, but it feels like there's 23. Uh, 
these movies are not very good, uh, but they're also not very bad. I cannot imagine how or why anyone could get passionately upset about these movies. They're, I mean, they're just kind of like generic stories. That's the thing is, I went on to like Letterboxd, I looked at the reviews, and people get like really, really mad about these movies. They're giving them like half star reviews, it's like barely qualifies, it's like one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's like, guys, this is nothing. It's it's and the first one's actually kind of decent too. It's like an interesting. I just yeah, always fine. assume those are book readers. That's a possibility because they do change a lot. Apparently, I don't know. I don't. Okay, I don't want to insult uh, young adult fiction readers. I'm not saying if you read young adult fiction, you're a fucking baby. I would never say anything like that. I'm saying. I'm that, just though. saying that. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm gonna like lose that audio. I, it's just that recently I've been reading a lot of uh, science fiction, speculative fiction, stuff like that. It's been like more adult oriented. It's more like mature and like really have to think about it. Kind of esoteric, really. It's like I need to like tone it down a bit. I need something kind of dumber. something without really. child abuse. So, uh, hopefully, something like <laughs> kind of dumber. It's just like make it kind of easy. I mean, I kind of want to relax while I read and or I guess watch a movie and oh, boy, it's time for Chris to read all the Twilight books. I'm not going to do that. Uh, so <gasps> Why not, though? So I'm busy. So the second one, The Scorch Sure, you hope is... the Patriots get through uh, <laughs> September unscathed. I sure hope so. So, Parker, uh, did you, how many of the Maze Runner movies did you watch? We watched one. Things went south in the relationship. The second one came out. I was free. And then the dude, like, broke his legs. So the third one came out three years after anyone cared. Okay, so I've seen more than you have. So I'm a real fan. You're a faker. Just got it. Anyway, Correct. So The Scorch Trials is more of a zombie <clears throat> movie for some reason. The Maze Blunder. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, then I watched uh, Maze Runner of the Death Cure, which has the stupidest subtitle I've ever heard in my life. The Death Cure. Do, do they cure death? No. Wow. Do they False advertising. There's nothing I hate more than being lied to in a movie. Uh, then, okay, so one, this is almost like my own normie corner, but I won't usurp your, your culture here. Uh, <laughs> no, please do. Okay, please I, don't, do. I don't know if this counts, if, if this is normie corner, but I, I've mentioned I don't really watch a lot of television, but uh, I kind of want something to do when, like, it's, it's not hangover watching, it's just something I do when I'm, like, a little bit tired, I'll do it right before bed. I've been watching a lot of Trailer Park Boys, and uh, I, I kind of love that show. Uh, I don't know what it is, and I ended up watching the Trailer Park Boys movie, and it's really good. So, uh, I don't know. I just really like Trailer Park Boys. Like, everyone I know loves it. I can't get into it. I don't not like it, but it's it's fine. It's gr- it just doesn't great do it background for me. noise. It's great just watching it for the visual gags. Bubbles is funny, obviously. I think my favorite character is Donnie for screaming things off screen. <laughs> He cracks me up every single time, so I don't, I don't know. It's just really funny. And then, Alex, I can't believe I have to say this. I finally got to that television show that you were telling me to watch, and I gotta tell you, I liked it, <laughs> didn't love it. <laughs> Miss Sherlock was good. I'll tell you. Okay. I actually watched all eight episodes. I binged them all. I, I had a feeling. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's very good. Uh I, I, there were little things as like a, it was, I, I watch a lot of detective shows or at least I did when I was a kid and it's not quite as much fun as Near Wolf but I, I actually like it for the most part I like the idea of having them as women and like seeing their interactions I like the fact that she's called Watosan um, every mystery feels like it has stakes in it there <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I love that I didn't need to say it because I knew you would. <laughs> Jedi. Thank you for not doing a Japanese accent for him. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> He's already racist enough, too. 
I have to admit, I really like the ending too. It's like I should have seen it coming, and I was like, oh yeah, they did that in the books. So, uh, yeah. yeah, really, really, really good, actually. So, uh, thank you. I, I, I appreciate you recommending it for everyone who listened. Uh, only two more to get through here. Um, I, I watched uh, Gold Diggers of 1933. Stay with me. It's a. Uh, no, I'm out. I'm Joel. out. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, wait, I just realized I have three more. That's what you get. So, anyway. Uh, we call them hypergamous. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, that, that ties into it. Turns out it's actually really good. So, uh, I liked it a lot. It's about the Depression. Mm-hmm. They have to put on a big musical about how nice it is <laughs> it to have sure money is during about the, the Depression. depression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the music's great. Uh, I heard Sterling Holloway in it. Ginger Rogers is really good in it. There's a, there's a lot of effort that went into it. Are there any cats? Luckily, no. Um, but uh, what's a jellicle SpongeBob? Yeah. If you want cats, <laughs> if you want cats, I got I got one for you. I went and I, I watched the Lion King, the original. Oh version. Jesus! Oh okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not gonna pay money. The it turns out the original version is uh, kind of perfect. Um, I have almost nothing to add, just besides the fact that hot I, take here. Look out! Yeah, yeah. Oh, you scorch yourself on that one. Okay, actually, Alex, I want to get into this. What is your take on Disney animated movies? Because for the longest time, I've sort of had the feeling that you don't like them at all. I'm not anti-Disney movies. Like, I'm not, like, offended when somebody puts on a Disney movie. Like, my... The target of all my Disney-related hate is with those people that take two vacations a year and both are to Disney, even though they're, like, in their 30s. Oh, God. This is a Disney household. Those people are insufferable. But Which yeah, no, D- Disney makes good content. I have no beef with Disney. Okay, I, d- I just wanted to make that uh, clear. I, you I just assume I... that I hate everything, so I must no, also hate that. The Little no, Mermaid. No, no. I mean, no, 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 I get it. More You're often wrong. than not, it's a, <laughs> Actually, it's a fair wait, assessment. Could you, do you think you could give me your top three Disney movies? Um, I'm not going to judge. Off the cuff, like, um, I mean, I am, you know, a shithead contrarian, so my favorite Disney movie is The Fox and the Hound. That's but... a good movie. It is a good movie, yeah. but it's also sad, whereas all the other ones are not sad. <laughs> uh, if I had to give my top three, oof, it's tough. I'm going to go with The Rescuers. It's a personal attachment. Uh, Mulan is a strong number two. Yeah, Mulan's up there for me. Mulan, I, who doesn't want Mulan? And the third... Oh, I don't know if I could give a third. Because I'm, I'm not going to include Pixar. I don't, I don't know what my third is. I, I guess The Jungle Book. Again, that's a personal attachment. Like, all of my attachment to Disney movies as a small child was being afraid of them. Like, mm-hmm. I can just, I can tell you all of the characters I was afraid of. Like, the monkey in Aladdin. Um, the crab in The sorry, Little Mermaid. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I just really hate animals. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah. Uh, and I guess Parker's favorite would be... Uh... Just say Song of the South. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Next movie. Sorry. Uh, last one here. Let's around the bush here. Parker, uh, you remember that silent movie of uh, the silent version of nope. Phantom of the Opera? Yes. Remember how it had like that color segment in it? It was like, whoa, holy shit, color in a silent movie? Um, I do. Well, color. I think that's like, I think that is like, besides those like, <laughs> George, isolate that. besides those uh, George Melier French movies from the 1900s where they would just color it in with crayons in every single frame. Uh, I think like the fucking Dexter's Lab episode. They literally did that back in the. <laughs> you are stupid. You are stupid. They literally did that back in 1902. Also, you know the story that I told you about that episode, right? 
The, uh, probably. But refresh my memory. The, do you remember the name of the kid who uh, wrote that episode and said it is? His name was Tyler Samuel Lee. He lived in my hometown less than a mile from my house. And he was, That's right. He was okay. a year younger yeah. than me. I played football with him. He sucked. Anyway, uh, the last... <laughs> Did the you last stick him in a locker for making a shitty episode? No, he made the best episode. What are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I watched a movie called Dr. X, and it's not really notable besides the fact that it's in actually pretty good color, and it came out in 1932. So that's like seven years before uh, Gone with the Wind, and it looks surprisingly good. So that's it's kind of interesting just from like a historical perspective. Other than that, not great. Now, Alex, you said you didn't watch anything, so I'm going to go straight to Parker. Correct. Go and straight. my jerk of the week is the Comcast guy, because oh. where the fuck is my internet? <laughs> So do you guys also do the thing where if you see an actor and he's not like an A-list or he's not like a Tom Cruise, you just associate them with the first big role you saw them in and that's how you see them for the rest of your life? I think most people Yes, do that, Benny yeah. from The Mummy. That yeah, too. That, yeah. He will come up later. God bless. So ever since 2002, 28 Days Later has been, oh, it's that movie with Scarecrow's dick in it. Because my brain is garbage. So I have not seen this in... I mean, since probably 2010-ish, and uh, I don't love it. It's not great, which yeah. is surprising to me. Like Everyone loved very... that movie when it came out, at least in our like yeah. weird internet circles. That's true. And yeah. I was just kind of like, eh. I, I was very lukewarm. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing about the way that it rose up with weird internet circles is I kind of feel like it came out the time with, like, oh, the epic zombie apocalypse survival guide sort of culture that rose up. Yeah, like, the before point? the normies got a hold of zombies, yeah. Uh, even then, it was bad back then, too. You know? So. I tried to separate it from that and separate it from the, God, 2002, just fucking 17 years of people seeing it going, oh, yeah, let's make a movie like that. But really? even, like, separating, it just doesn't... I don't need this movie to go to that 40-minute third act and go, but what if people were the monsters? Yeah, That's I got it. Now. I've got it. Thank you. <laughs> it's... Like, it's another movie I wonder movie who where, the real zombies were. But uh, <laughs> I will say, like, regardless of how lukewarm I am on it, that, like, whole first act where he just wakes up and you just watch him wander around trying to piece together what happened, that's real good. That's real good shit. That's like, the best part of every zombie movie. I, I think you can Plus, like kind of yeah. tell that, like how influential it was, you know. But let me tell you about this movie being shot on video and how fucking shitty it looks on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, no. It looks like <laughs> when you would download a 700 megabyte movie rip and then you put it on full screen. That's the entire movie. It looks Jesus. just awful. Oh no. I'm sure there was a reason he shot it like that, but it looks like dog shit. Yeah, well, you see, uh, you know, the original zombie movies look like dog shit too, and see, therefore, etc. I see, but also the score still slaps. Oh, the score go. is really good. So, better movie, Twenty Eight Days Later or World War Z? I could not tell you a single thing that happened in World War Z. I, the only I thing know I've <laughs> seen it once. I liked uh, and... uh, Brad Pitt taking the soda from the uh, from the uh, little, little caster there. The, I thought the entire thing is it was going to have Pepsi on there. It would say, taste the freshness. It would just be like a two-hour long advertisement for Pepsi. <laughs> Bear with me, I... guys. World War ZZZ. Dude, up top. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Dab. So I watched that. I had not seen 28 Weeks Later, mm -hmm. so I watched that for the first time afterwards. I liked that a lot more. Like, I thought it was a legitimately... As someone who does not like zombie movies, I thought it was very, very good. Oh. 
Also, it's always fun to see a surprise Jeremy Renner show up in a horror movie. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Uh, where he belongs. And uh, this might shock you, but uh, in 2007, UK, not a super favorable view of the US or its military. That might surprise you. Wait, wait, you don't what's say. That, what's yeah. their fucking deal? Yeah, I don't know. You got Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I mean, Link y'all signed Lakers. up for Afghanistan. That's not on us. Yeah, yeah we did it. A bunch of sourpusses. Like, I was going like, okay, it's the sequel to a movie I don't really like. I see how it's influential. I didn't really like it. But I had a great time. Like, three and a half, four stars. Like, I thought it was very, very good. Which, it's nice to be surprised by a horror movie. Because a lot of times you just eat shit. Like with my next movie. <laughs> so here's the one thing I do always enjoy about horror. Like, even if it's a dog shit movie I'll never watch again. It's something different. Because you have a movie called 976 Evil, which, don't worry, Chris, it's on the list. Oh, good. Directorial debut of Robert England. Stay with me. Oh. Chris, you have your classic Chad versus Virgin dynamic. Yes. But here's how it plays out. The Virgin calls a 976 number, which is, it appears to be like a horoscope with a spooky voice, but it's actually run by the devil, so the virgin gets evil powers and kills people. It sucks balls, but also, I'll never forget it. <laughs> it's 90 minutes of a dude calling what sounds like a spooky sex line and then slowly turning into a demon and killing people. And that's why I love this terrible, shitty genre. Because, like, I would have never thought to make this, because it's a terrible idea, but... Like, you see a boring action movie, it's just... In one ear, out the other, you forget about it the next day. I will never forget about his weird prosthetic demon face that he got <laughs> from calling a phone sex hotline run by the capital S Satan. The Satan runs this night is it, number. Is it a better or worse idea than my movie idea? Your movie idea is incredible. We will not say it on air. It will not be sold. Okay. Uh, we will make this. It is. Did we tell Chris so, about this yet? We did, did not. not. All right, after, after we're recording. Okay. okay. It is. It is our future. Now, Chris, you claim to not be a comic book fan, but one of us saw Shazam in theaters, and it was not me. <laughs> I, I just don't I, understand why you're so lukewarm on comic book movies, how you'd never go out to support them. I thought you were a real fan. You know, Marvel no needs your fans. money, Parker. Well, I or did it. DC I helped case. beat I, Avatar. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> so, sh- I... I will save you your breath, Alex. I will say it for you now. Low bar to clear. BS is very easily the best DCEU movie. Like, <laughs> by far. Like, I liked Wonder Woman a lot, but also I have never had the inclination to revisit it. That's a good and point. I can see myself watching Shazam again. You know, that's a good point. It wasn't like three hours. Like, maybe. It's... See, that's the thing about... Uh, Parker, you, you text me about that. I said, well, Wonder Woman is kind of up there. You know, I, I thought about it. And really, I, no more I think about Wonder Woman. It's really just a second act that's so strong. The first I act passed so that movie awful. on HBO Go a thousand times and yeah. went, no, nah, I'm good. The first act so of I Wonder think... Woman is awful. The third act is so forgettable. But the second act is so strong. But... Shazam, as far as the sum of its parts, is just a better movie. It's very funny. Uh, it's got a good heart. Uh, wow. It, how come it took him this long to do it right? Yeah. It was very reminiscent of, like, the Raimi Spider-Mans for me. Yeah. Like, it hit those beats. I did not expect to have legitimate laughs in this movie. But the montage where he's doing all the superpower tests, and he's 
he's pretending to be invisible, and the kids acting be like, "Yeah, dude, I can't see you." And someone in the background yells, "Hey, nice costume, dipshit!" <laughs> Made me laugh <laughs> so fucking hard. <laughs> and also, it does something that movies are sorely missing, which is a movie like tailored toward kids. That's some fucking horrifying things going oh, on. Oh, yeah. There was a couple moments where I was, I was in a theater. There were a couple kids where I was like, geez, I hope they're going to be okay. You know? Like, that boardroom scene where that demon just right. straight up eats that dude head. Yeah. That is more graphic than anything in Venom, which is a movie about a goo thing eating people for sustenance. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's like, to, be, to be fair, I think that's more Venom's art direction's fault. That's who, yeah. True. Wait, we gotta think <laughs> like, about this from a different perspective. Let's not think about it from the kid's perspective. Let's think about it from the most important people in the world, the marketing executive's perspective. How are they going to sell toys with this? And I wonder, have they sold a lot of Shazam toys? And the answer is, I hope so. I really do. I can't Shazam's, imagine. Because Shazam's cool. Like, this should be every kid's, like, one of their favorite movies. And it's it so be, yeah. fucking good. I mean, here's the thing. Everyone saw him flossing during the trailer and said, oh, God, one of those movies. It's funny. The scene where he uh, he saves the guy and he gets beer from the convenience store, that's funny as hell. His fake adult voice while trying to buy beer is incredibly good. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dude pulls, at no point seeing grown-ass Chuck on screen, am I like, that's an adult. Like, it's like, oh yeah, it's just a kid in an adult body. Like, yeah, that's absolutely him. It's got, like, a really that good is, message to it, too. I, I like that it That is a, a thin line to walk on that performance, and he absolutely crushes it. It was... Like, I put, I redboxed it, and I had a ton of shit to do around the house. Like, okay, I'll put this on, I'll do stuff in the background, and then I just sat there for two hours and watched it. Like, it's <laughs> real fucking good. I was very surprised. Here's another movie that's very good. A movie that we talked about, Alex, called Leviathan. Oh, oh yes. I'm so glad you got to it. <laughs> so, Robocop, Ernie Hudson, Daniel Stern, and of course... The Colonel from Rambo. I'll take a boat deep into the ocean, find a Russian sub, and then the thing happens, but in a boat. <laughs> it is so fucking good, you guys. I loved it so much. It doesn't have nearly the budget or the effects work that the thing does, obviously. But my god, that premise alone is so powerful. It delivers on exactly what you want. Like a solid B plus, you don't have to pay attention for half of it. It's so fucking good, Alex. It is absolutely in your near future because I know you. One million percent. I'm very excited for you to get to it because I knew RoboCop was in it. I was not aware of the rest of the cast. Man, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> I watched a movie that came out last year called Summer of 84, and I liked it. It's a movie about a bunch of kids in the, you know, in the 80s, and there's shit going around in their neighborhood, and they band together to figure it out. I watched a TV show. It's like good, that. but also I felt I so bad, because it's a low-budget small movie, so it probably took a couple years to write it, cast it, shoot it, edit it. And I cannot imagine how upset they were when Stranger Things came out in the middle of them making it. <laughs> like, I felt so... You can just tell their heads went through the fucking wall when that and it both came out. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's our movie that we've just spent five years on. Great. I remember seeing the trailer it's, for it, and I thought that that was going to be a future episode. We never really got around to it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's streaming on Shutter. Like, it's not great, but it's pretty good. It's good. Like, I had a good time with it. I'm kind of interested. But, in it. I might get around to it. It's just, 
all of those beats, and you know that they were just. If this was like a big studio movie, it'd be like a real like jerk off motion. Like, oh yeah, great, yeah, I saw Stranger Things too. But since it's so just like small budget, you just know that this ruined their fucking year, and now they have to bounce back from that because everyone's gonna watch and go like, oh, it's a Stranger Things ripoff. It's so unfair, but also you know, sucks to suck, nerds. No one cares about the eighties. Speaking of the eighties. Alex, I am the tiger. <laughs> I am the tiger, my dude. You're welcome. Gary Busey, hot off a tour in Vietnam, gets out of prison, comes back home to a town that doesn't want him, crosses paths with a biker gang, and shenanigans unfold. There's a giant raid scene where they just, like, drive motorcycles through his house, kill his wife, and put his daughter in the hospital. And then nothing happens for, like, an hour. And then the third act happens. The third act, which includes Yavet Koto dropping dynamite out of a biplane while Gary Busey uses turrets that are mounted on his giant twisted metal truck. Correct. It is oh, so <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> it's just nothing, nothing. Why did he assign this? Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't know why he signed this. And then it all becomes clear. Yep. And like a glorious 20-minute <laughs> montage of trucks driving through things, motorcycles crashing into things, and explosions. <laughs> a plus. I, I, want, I want to put you in my headspace for a second. The day that I first watched this was also the day that I first watched Silver Bullet. Oh, man. <laughs> my my Gary afternoon. Busey opinion went through the fucking sky between those two movies. Like, the movie is pretty tame. I can watch it like, what is this, like a PG? Is PG-13 even a thing? And then 45 minutes in, he sets up Tripwire and beheads like three bikers. <laughs> it is... I would have never known this movie existed. I would have gone my whole life without ever even so much as hearing about it. And now I've seen it, and I just wanted to pass that joy on to everyone else. Because you all deserve to know about this motorcycle movie where Gary Busey, (laughs) Vietnam slash prison veteran, gets revenge against a biker gang. Speaking of... real, real good. Speaking of third acts. So I had the realization that I don't think I've ever seen a Jackie Chan movie start to finish that is not a Rush Hour nor a Shanghai movie. So I watched Police Story. Holy fucking shit, dude. Right? What <laughs> have I been doing? Right? Like, I'd like to think I'm, like, when it comes to action movies, pretty jaded on things. I gasped in real life at him sliding down that massive pole with all those lights exploding. Yeah, I think that's the one he that almost killed died. him. <laughs> He should have died 47 times in this movie. That movie is just good on its face, too. Like, that is just super entertaining I don't have much to say movie. other than I'm watching Police Story 2 as soon as we stop recording. Like, that movie... What am I doing with my life? How the fuck <laughs> have I not watched more Jackie Chan movies? Right, uh, you say that. Let me tell you, there's a certain point where the world starts to turn out like, Oh yeah, he's really good. We'll just put him in anything. and it starts Next to get, week's like, episode, The Tuxedo. I saw that in theaters. <laughs> I'm I sure you did. at some point where we're getting to the medallion. Like, come on. Oh, wait, maybe I saw the medallion. I saw the medallion in theaters. I don't think I saw the tuxedo. Oh, man, I just realized when Parker said that, that Parker's never seen Dragon Blade. <gasps> man, 
Oh, that's right. That was Chris that got assigned it. Yeah, yeah that's true. That, that movie's, like, way better than I anticipated. It's so cool how this movie is just, like, fucking trash, but also Adrian Brody's trying way harder than everyone else put together. It's also, like, one of those things where no matter how actually crazy he is, John Cusack is a pretty good actor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Con Air is like my worst movie. Didn't Fuck he just yourself. get banned from Twitter again? He did because he's in, uh, maybe I don't know. He said something anti-Semitic. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's his two worst movies according to him are really his two best movies: Con Air and uh, whatever the movie I assigned Parker that he didn't love broke my heart. Better off dead. You didn't assign me that, did you? Did you? I don't know. Wait, gross, you? gross Point Blank is pretty good. Wait, I don't think you assigned me that yet. You haven't yeah, seen I don't Better Off that. Dead? Wow. That's a great dark comedy. It's basically like a teenage John Cusack. Cusack. I think that's his first movie. It's it's one of my all-time favorite movies, period. It's He's just trying to kill himself because his girlfriend broke up with him. And it's funny Hell, as shit. dude, same. It is so fucking funny. And, uh, Who's amongst us? I don't know. I guess I don't have any time to assign you anything. But that is put that at the top of your list. Oh wait, I, I think I assigned it to. Only you'd uh, bet on your Patriots, dude. I I uh, I assigned it to the other Alex, and she she liked it, didn't quite love it as much as I do. But I'm like, oh my god, he just confused you with the other Alex, dude. How are you gonna take that? Well, that says blue snowball <laughs> on my screen, so we'll cut that. Ordinarily, you know, what? ordinarily I'd cut that, but she's not listening anyway. So what else did you watch? Got him. <laughs> okay, so. We're all fans of one Wes Craven, right? We used to be. We're all big sure. fans <laughs> of his whole filmography. Oh, yeah. The master. So he put out a movie in the mid-2000s called Red Eye, which oh, I just... Fuck. I, oh, fuck. I'm so excited now. I did not know what I was getting into. I didn't realize it was just going to be Killian Murphy <laughs> getting on a flight with Rachel McAdams and be like, oh, wow, so cool. Hey, are we, oh, we're in the air. So here's the fucking deal. We're going to murder your dad if you don't get this diplomat killed. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of good, but like, but not, but also incredibly good. I put it on this morning. I was getting ready for work. And I had a wonderful time. <laughs> It's like a quick 80 minutes. It's 20 minutes of him just laying on the charm. They go, like, as soon as they're done with the turbulence, he just completely drops the act, which I loved. Like, they don't spend 45 minutes. It's, oh, man, we have a bumpy takeoff. Oh, tell me about your family. That's cool. So here's the deal. Make this phone call or stabbing your dad in the throat. Your dad. Red Eye. Yeah. Red Eye is like a proto Liam Neeson movie. Like, the new ones. Like, not Cold Pursuit, but like the the other ones. Because, like, this came out around the time when Wes Craven's Presents was attached to a bunch of unwatchable dog shit. So I just saw this this commercial and went, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. And then never thought about it again. And then watching 28 Days Later led me down a rabbit hole. Kind of fucks. Like, pretty good. Which, I mean, better than I was expecting. I did enjoy that she's, like, doesn't want to get this diplomat killed. And he's just some post 9-11 warmongering piece of shit and I don't know if I'm supposed to be like actually just fucking kill the guy like it's fine <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be on her side for that or not cause fuck that dude but I guess it's a little different that was 2005 it's 2019 and we're still like in those wars so you know whom's to say <laughs> I want y'all to buckle up so I can talk about my final movie alright here we go oh yes 
So there's been, this has been a Stephen Summers heavy household for pretty recently here. <laughs> oh, good. Let me tell you folks about one G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> the fucking nerve for this movie to open, France, 1641. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> How fucking dare you. Hey, some of my favorite movies came out that year. <laughs> <laughs> So, one of the Doctor Who's, don't ask me which one, I don't care, is like, hey, we created nanomites so they can eat through anything. <laughs> it's probably not nefarious, don't worry about it. Cut to our troops, Channing Tatum, who has been very vocal about how much he did not want to be in this movie, and had to be in it because he signed a three-movie deal and they would not let him out of it, and it shows. <laughs> him... One of the Wayans brothers and a couple other randos, they're on a mission, you know, just doing cool military stuff. And then they get intercepted by the bad guys. And then a ninja shows up. Don't worry about it. Everything's going great. The ninja helps them. They stop the bad guys. Hologram Dennis Quaid shows up. He's like, hey guys, let me tell you about the G.I. Joe program. So Channing Tatum's recruited. And then we find out there's an evil ninja who's the guy from I Saw the Devil, which was <laughs> staggering for me to witness in real time. Shady Tatum and the Wayans brother joined the Joes, which have Adebisi from Oz and the guy who ended up being the Elder in John Wick Chapter 3, who has spent the whole movie going, I know this dude's face, but I don't think I'm seeing anything. <laughs> he, they joined the Joes, but you can't just join the Joes. You got to train. So there's a training montage. Oh, good. We're Brendan Fraser's there as their drill sergeant. What? <laughs> don't worry about it. He's just in this one scene, drilling him into shape, and that he's gone forever. Then we go back to the bad guys. There's a guy who, using nanomites, can change his face and disguise as anyone. So, of course, it's Arnold Vosloo, because it's a Stephen Summers movie, and that dude's just on call. It's fine. They attack Paris. We cut to the White House. Who's the president? The bad guy from Tomorrow Never Dies who wants to start World War Three with the news. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is destroyed. Channing Tatum is kidnapped and taken to the secret Arctic base where he meets the Cobra commander, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, somehow. <laughs> we get a flashback to how Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his friend, became the Cobra commander when he met the evil scientist... Of course, played by Benny from The Mummy. Joseph <laughs> <laughs> Gordon-Levitt becomes the Cobra Commander and gets his mask at the hour 45 mark. And then is in prison at the hour 46 mark. <laughs> the credits roll and the Black Eyed Peas play five stars. <laughs> it is so good. This Holy movie shit. introduces the villain. They defeat him. Credits rolled here. Boom, boom, boom. And I almost threw my laptop across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I had a week, you guys. This might be in my near future. Because that says watch it, now with Prime Video. It's not good, but also, come on. <laughs> it says all of your favorite Stephen Summers actors. All of them. All three of them. I wish you saw my, because full disclosure, I watched this in the morning with, I was battling terrible diarrhea. I'm sitting in the bathroom, laptop in front of me, 
then fucking Brendan Fraser just walks on screen wearing a beret <laughs> as I'm battling the shits. It was it was a lot. I'm excited to get to GI Joe Retaliation, which I remember seeing in theater while extremely drunk. I don't remember much. I remember The Rock shows up and pulls a minigun off a boat and shoots at people. So that's going to be fun for me. 100%. <laughs> Movies are cool, you guys. Movies are so good. Who's supposed to talk about end of days? Uh, it doesn't have Brendan Fraser as a military drill instructor. I don't know. I okay. could I not believe my eyes. Uh, I want to talk about end of days and begin with this. Limp Bizkit. Professional murder music. Everlast. <laughs> Corn. Guns and Roses. The Prodigy. Rob Zombie. Eminem. Power Man 5000. Stroke, Sonic Youth, and Creed. Five out of five stars. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I, you better believe I went to the Wikipedia first. Between that and the characters' names, I've never been angrier that I've never seen a movie before. That the... I, there are so many classic movies I've not seen and will never Dude, see. Did you see the album artwork for this? I cannot. Did I? You must have this must... somewhere on your shelf in your childhood just, room. Just... His name is Jericho Kane, and fucking Limp Bizkit is in this. I've never seen it. I I let myself down. I let my fans down. My, my favorite my thing down. about the soundtrack for this movie is, like, we just listed all of those artists, and in zero of the cases is it one of the songs that you think would be in this movie. There's an Everlast song that isn't what it's like. Which, news to me, there are more Everlast songs. So that's interesting. I, my, I assume they just released a single with like four remixes and then called it a career. I think my favorite thing is the uh, the version of Super Beast that they play, the girl on a motorcycle mix, is barely audible in the movie. I can just barely hear it, like listening really, really close. Volume turned up all the way. It's like it's in the background while Gabriel Byrne is walking around New York. So I don't know. Maybe it's like he's got earbuds in or something. Cause <laughs> Not to like <laughs> jump in, but I love that for like for 40 minutes. It has an actual score. And then New Metal just starts and does not stop <laughs> we, for the remaining 90 not, minutes. Let's not jump ahead too far because I have things to say. I have <laughs> copious notes on this movie. There are, there's, there are very few things I can say on Wikipedia that make me happier than singles from End of Days original movie soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s were amazing. Oh, God. This is we a very not appreciate movie. Okay. This is... Pre Y two K movie, but yeah. so let me. Oh, we'll get into that. But first things first. Well, let's start with the opening <laughs> yeah, credits because somehow I have something to say about the opening credits. Dude, let me I... go even before that. I watched this shit on Stars, and it's got a little description. As the millennium approaches, the devil arrives in New York City to impregnate a young woman and create an evil empire that will take control of the universe. It's up to an atheist ex cop to stop him! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> That's a great description. Fucking A-plus whoever did this, because you got my attention. You could have just said Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the devil would have been just as good. Yeah, but where's the poetry in that? Okay, so the movie starts off, again, before like the 1979 Vatican, it starts off with a woman going... Like, like something one of those... I don't even know if that's supposed to be a hymn or something. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's name appears, and it's the first time I've ever laughed at Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in a credit. <laughs> As the credits unroll and you see just the all-star B-level cast you have in front of you, how do you not get a big smile on your face? Yeah, and some dumb idiot named Stan Winston's in it, too. Who cares? Anyway. Uh, oh, is he ever. So, 
I don't know. What's up with the making the baby drink uh, snake's blood? Is that in the Bible at all? How about we go back to before that, that this movie just starts at the Vatican with a bunch of hidden ancient scrolls. Okay, movie. Whatever you fucking... And then fucking Ace Ventura's landlord is the Pope. Like, yeah, I guess we gotta kill this kid, huh? Fucking so whatever, I couldn't movie. tell if the Pope was speaking Italian or Latin because I have brain worms, but like, I'm pretty sure like one of the things wasn't like accurate because I turned on English subtitles by accident too. I just sort of had them on. And at one point, like what he's saying is not like, oh, we must protect her because we are men of faith. At some point he's saying like, only a bright can wield a wand or something like that. And the devil will come. Every episode. <laughs> every. If there's text on screen. It wasn't even text it's on screen. Cool. That was like that was a shitty version. Oh, I hit the subtitle button. I guess I'll write it down again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, I didn't even write that down. I just had to do it. So here's my biggest question of the entire. Enti- I've got a lot of questions for this movie. I have several. <laughs> You're the Catholic of the group, so I expect a lot of. Okay, answers. I'll do the best that I can. First of all, like there's some per- very silly names for characters here. Jericho Kane is our main character. We will not describe. I just want to go over names first. Jericho Kane. I'm sorry, I can't say it without laughing. Kevin Pollock as Bobby Chicago. Bobby Chicago. <laughs> fucking the Boondock Saints ass script is garbage. Uh, Udo Kier plays Doctor Abel. Say the one under it. Say it. <laughs> Victor Marnado as Albino. Fuck off. And Derek O'Connor as Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, that's, boy, if you look it up, there's some really deep Real shit Thomas here. Aquinas? <laughs> yeah, did you think that's a real Thomas Aquinas? But I think my favorite one, the one that really stands out to me is the actress who played Detective Marge Francis. Because Marge Francis, yeah, five, whatever. Her name is CCH Pounder. <laughs> Throw some respect on that name, sir. <laughs> that sounds like a That is a name. staple of trash 90 sequels. Oh, How dare you? So actually, the biggest question here, as far as names goes, is why Gabriel Byrne? I had that question numerous times. Like, <laughs> this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he fights the devil. How about Gabriel Byrne? Like, how low was he on the... Who said no? <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's... Sam Raimi and Guillermo del Toro were offered this. Uh, not as the devil, but... Like, I want to I wanna live I, in that world where Sam Raimi makes this movie so badly. <laughs> False. I want this movie only made by Peter Hyams, who I feel like is going to be a staple of this podcast that's, this year. It's a possibility. Oh, my... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I just watched Time Cop recently, but also, do y'all want to do Time Cop? Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway, Gabriel Byrne, really? Not just as the actor, but why him as, like, the character? He just goes into Gabriel Byrne? There was no one else he could have... Oh, okay. I guess it's just Gabriel You have Byrne. Udo Kier on set. As Dr. A literal, <laughs> a literal human demon just standing there, like... We'll just kill him off halfway through. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking Haven't about? Haven't seen this great of a performance as Abel since Mother. Fuck Got yourself. Him. If you could <laughs> see the face. the face that I'm making right now. The first movie I ever assigned you. Oh, about the future. You love to see it. Episode. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No. <laughs> no, okay, so I, I just want to say it's awfully nice of the devil to uh, readjust that woman's dress after he's done sexually assaulting her. Because of course it's that kind of movie. Yeah, you know. he's he, hey guys. Why wouldn't it you wanna, be? He, you want to see the new fun Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie? Check this shit. Out. 
I want you to imagine that she, you know you're an expecting mother. You go through labor. You carry that thing for nine months. You push that little monster out of you. You hand the baby off to find out you've just handed your newborn infant to Udo Kier. <laughs> <laughs> Do you kill yourself on the spot? I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on him readjusting her like dress. Like, oh, don't want anyone in the. I'm audience trying to, to move past it. I no, you know, trying to move past. He's a, the devil know, raping he's a, a woman in the open. Because he's scene. a courteous one. He's a magnificent bastard. If you look it up. <laughs> That's why you get Gabriel Byrne, folks. He brings some class. Yeah, and then he blows up the re- <laughs> then he blows up the restaurant with his mind. So that kind of you have like- a lot of Chris. You're a Catholic. Is that a thing the devil can you know, do? Does, we usually is he a fire starter? You know what? The devil works in mysterious ways. See, that's it. the thing oh, is okay. that like usually you think that the devil would win the hearts of man with like trickery, and he like corrupts you slowly. This one blows up restaurants. So yeah, he just has magical powers. Yeah, he's got magical devil powers, which really powerful move for pre nine. We will devil. talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, uh, I feel like this movie has a big problem with Gabriel Byrne because, like, if that's your devil, how about you just make Arnold Schwarzenegger the devil and just see where that takes you? You just throw the script out and show up on set, like, all right, all right what do you want to blow up today? Is... <laughs> just have him guide you. <laughs> Why is Gabriel Byrne in? The... He should have been in Goodfellas too, or whatever. So, anyway, uh, Arnold is in his apartment, and he's really sad. Gooder fellas. He, I, <laughs> better fellas. <so>. Better fellas. <laughs> a good day to good fellas. <laughs> a few good fellas. Anyway, um, so he's uh, in his apartment. He's one of those depressed cop stereotypes where, oh, I'm going to pull the trigger now, you know, and he doesn't actually do it. He's depressed because he lost his wife and daughter. You, you see this Coward. in, like, every single movie. <laughs> Now, Parker, I like protein shakes. Uh, I've considered making this concoction as a physical challenge for the game of games. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. (laughs) Hold, please. Oh, man. I would hope it don't come out of the gate slow this year, buddy. (laughs) I hate to see that. (laughs) Oh, man. Gabriel Bird just granted me all seven Dragon Balls. That's so fucking weird. Crazy, fucking Dragon Ball. Okay, so if we could, people don't forget. So if I could just like people don't know, a lot of people haven't seen this movie, right? So uh, I would want to tell people Which what is happens. A crime. Arnold makes a smoothie out of coffee, Pepto Bismol, beer, leftover Chinese food, and pizza he finds on the floor. So <laughs> it's a real power move to show, like, yeah, well, I can't. He's not going to get heartburn. <laughs> he's playing the long game. He's not going to pull the trigger, but he will kill himself internally. <laughs> like this movie like that has the literal devil in it the most outlandish thing is that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be friends with Kevin Pollock <laughs> what the fuck are you even talking about uh, yes this is my real friend Bobby Chicago <laughs> Bobby Chicago would have said three words to him and got shot put out a fucking window Bobby Chicago That's... with his friend Tommy Spaghetti Anywhere, Kevin Pollock wears that uh, fucking New York Jets hat through the entire thing so I laughed every time. So that was, <laughs> if I cast my mind back, that was 1999. So it's the year right after Vinny Testaverde took him to 12 and 4. The year right after Vinny Testaverde took him to 12 and 4, they went 8 and 8. Bill Parcells quit and immediately nominated, like, force nominated Bill Belichick. So Bill Belichick was uh, head coach of the New York Jets for one day, then he immediately retired because fuck that franchise. Yeah, I got bingo here. You guys think uh, Bobby Chicago's favorite player was Wayne Corbett? <laughs> It's either that or Cameron Worrell. 
<laughs> Deeper pool. Oh, we're ready for that. So, uh, yeah. first off, we have a chase scene because this is ostensibly, at best, an action movie. You know how, like, in the Mission Impossible movie that just came out, how, like, all the action is really good and it moves the story and every single thing they do matters and informs the character and, like... You're, yes, you're, this is the opposite of that. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> nothing like it. They just have this and I learned nothing about any of the characters in here. They just wanted to have an action sequence where it's like, look, we have Arnold, we have skyscrapers, he has to run on this. Come on. This is a 15-minute chase scene where the only thing I wrote was holy shit his duster because you guys Arnold Schwarzenegger with that stubble and that fucking duster why why was that not more that things was, we need eight th- movies that with that had look. to have been your look in middle school right you were a part of the trench I, mafia trench <laughs> mafia baby <laughs> thank you i could go stubble before 24 look at you oh. one of my one of my favorite things like when we go back and watch these like late period action star movies is to like try to apply them to our, our current day lives to try to figure out which of our action stars has jumped the shark. And this entire chase scene really made me realize that The Rock is done forever. <laughs> this feels like it's ripped out of any one of those 2018 The Rock movies. Yeah, that's definitely like, true. Just pouring one out for a real one. Yeah. I have no plans of ever seeing Skyscraper in my life. Please oh. don't jinx me, Chris. Oh, yeah, it'd be a real shame. You're seeing El Super B stuff. Anyway. Uh... Why would you? Okay. Well, I'll make another So, note. this is really. It's a Harley Quinn series. <laughs> no. That... Oh, there's Let's a lot of misadventures you can get into. <laughs> you think Josh's cousin can give us the scoop on that? <laughs> oh, my God. Could have her on the podcast and just berate her. Demand an apology. <laughs> Our first guest. <laughs> okay, we're waiting. What was it like when you saw your big fucking cartoon tits <laughs> mash about what you singed? <laughs> okay, oh, so we're recording God. in three, two, one. Throw a tomato at her face. Okay. Big. <laughs> Fucking juicy ass as you were on stage singing that song. Fucking ugh. Okay, so yeah, so I got into voice work. So, you know, I like the character. Okay, so I'll cut all that. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little Close. bit about the plot for a second. Gabriel Byrne is the devil for some reason, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the devil's bodyguard. So uh, that's not really the way I expected I mean, that this. That checks out. That is some guy. That is who I would Some assassin for. takes a shot at Gabriel Byrne. There's a stupid. Uh, chase and then they go into uh i guess the subway or whatever the guy yells him, you know the devil's coming back some blah 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 and uh they kill him and uh then it turns out he doesn't have a tongue oh hey wow that's really spooky this movie's called end of days we've seen the trailer we know the devil's in it so what are we doing here we all know it's no one's freaking out about this um this leads them to investigate that man's apartment this man is apparently thomas aquinas Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> this is like one of those things where, like, Parker on Twitter, Prospector88 would like, it's like, yo, if you go to Wikipedia for end of days, click on Thomas Aquinas, they'll take you down a rabbit hole, man. There's some really deep shit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Telling people this while, bu- while buying lottery tickets. Uh, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Anyway, they get spooked by a cat. The nerve of this fucking, <laughs> a fucking cat fake out jump scare in a fridge. Absolutely go fuck I don't, yourself. I don't know about you. I got really scared by some cats this week and I can tell you that much. <laughs> then Rum Tum Tugger jumps out. He's like, ah, I'm your best friend, Bobby Chicago. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, after that, everyone points a bunch of guns on the yellow New York City's finest. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we have our lead. It is a 20-year-old woman playing, being played by a 30-year-old. And uh, she's on the subway. And I guess that's Cloud Hair from LL <laughs> back then. <laughs> I just assumed, like, is that the guy from Power Man 5000? <laughs> and I almost went on, like, a 45-minute journey to find out who that guy is. And was. I gotta tell you, that guy getting up in her face and saying, he's gonna fuck you, and then literally falling to pieces, that is, like, the seventh weirdest thing to happen on New York subway this week. It was a real good scene. <laughs> I like setting the tone early, like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is, this is supposed to be scary, but this is real fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so He's gonna fuck you, and then turns it into... CGI glass. So, one of the names we didn't mention, because there's a reason I'm saving it for later. Uh, Christine York is uh, our main actress. and Not main actress, main female character. Uh, and she's really spooked by this. She's been seeing devil visions for a while, so she calls up her psychologist, who I think has the voice of Peter Lorre. Uh, I don't know why, <laughs> but that's all I could think about uh, when she uh, did that. I couldn't stop laughing about it. Uh, anyway, Arnold's still investigating, and he goes to the church, and he finds... Of all people, Rod Steger, Academy Award winning Rod Steger, who's in all these classic movies and End of Days as the bald priest Father Kovac, who talks like that movie trailer voice. There are things beyond your comprehension in a world where one man must meet one woman. That's like all he does for every one of his scenes. In the Catholic faith. His powers at work, you don't understand. Now, if you'll follow me into our secret <laughs> underground lair. You know, okay, so here's my biggest question. Why did he leave the door to the secret underground exorcism chamber unlocked? It's a very valid question. <laughs> you as a Catholic could answer that for well, me. There's powers at work here. Well, so you see, the devil can't join unless he's invited in, right? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, it checks out. If you open up your Bibles to Old Deuteronomy and scroll through... <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, moving on. <laughs> uh, Slam dunk, baby. So the devil's walking around while... I'm pretty sure this is actually the scene where the... Uh, <laughs> where Rob Zombie's Super Beast is playing, so I, I look away from CTR with a soy face on, and... Uh, <laughs> he, like, your ears perk up like a dog who hears someone at the door. Also this... Is that Rob Zombie? Bingo warning, check your sheets. I'm pretty sure that was the save icon from Silent Hill that he keeps running across. Oh. <laughs> That, that red circle. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's filling the card this week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it turns out the psychologist is in league with the devil, uh, as all those head shrinkers are. <laughs> Take that, you bunch of quacks out yeah. there. It's all liberal mumbo jumbo. All he needs the good just, book. <laughs> just rub some dirt in it. Jeez, what's your fucking problem? Exactly. Anyway. Stop being such a coward. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I mean, that's the mood. It's like, oh, man, I can't believe my wife and daughter were murdered, like... Why are you being Let's, such a bitch? Just love God some yeah. more. Anyway, speaking of wives <laughs> and daughters. Oh, that part was realistic, at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the devil has a sex fantasy. Not only does he have an elaborate sex fantasy, but Lip Biscuit plays in the scene <laughs> where the devil has sex with a woman. And I laughed so fucking hard, I had to rewind it. Because like, you hear it just creeping in. Like, it, you're like You think it's going to be like some smooth jazz, and you're like, that's not rolling, <laughs> but that is a thousand percent Fred Durst's voice. And he's leaning closer to realize they're just going to play this Limp Bizkit song while the Gabriel Byrne devil fucks. And we don't even they, get... They, they, play, they play a fucking Limp Bizkit song during a devil sex scene, and the devil's not doing it all for the nookie. <laughs> 
We do get to see right, someone's chocolate starfish. Anyway, so the- hands up, now hands down. <laughs> back up, back up. Oh, they do that at one point. Anyway, uh, so she has a, a vision about getting raped by the devil. This nice. And she's like, oh, by the way, I've been having these my whole life. Like, back oh, up. But it, it didn't really happen, so it's not a rape well, scene. Arnold, uh, this this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about a woman getting raped by the devil. So. That's cool. I'm this is like two years it. after Jingle All the Way, by the way. Ah, I gotta get that Turbo Man doll. So the devil's just raw dogging her in her dreams every night for 30 years. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so uh, apparently uh, the devil's still investigating. He has to go around walking uh, in New York City. I oh, don't thank know you. why he doesn't just like fly around. He could just levitate like Joel. He has to walk around everywhere. So he goes up to some <laughs> cop. And, uh, Every episode. He calls out the cop for abusing little boys and not a Catholic priest. So this is a small victory for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody else did yeah. the molestation. <laughs> so he walks into the hospital and finds Thomas Aquinas. I fucking stopped saying it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Which leads to my favorite line in the whole movie. After fu- after <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kevin Pollock, sorry, Jericho Kane and Bobby Chicago, <laughs> pals forever, walk into the hospital, find this guy crucified to the ceiling. and to what the is ceiling? The, and the doctor asks, maybe he did it himself. And... <laughs> <laughs> Second time I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> ah, maybe they, uh, they're like, how did he carve all that? Is that Latin? He's like, ah, oh, maybe he did it. I don't know. He tries to leave the room. Arnold asks him, wait, then how did he get the last scalpel in? Here's a question. Why are you even addressing that like it's a serious question? <laughs> Why do you entertain this notion? Like, ah, oh, maybe he did it to himself. <laughs> he is crucified to the he just turned his guts into hamburger. How did he? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, it's it's around this time that I realized the movie's kind of stupid. Oh yeah, what gave it away? <laughs> hey, let's just mention. Let's just backtrack a little bit as we're talking about the devil Gabriel Byrne walking down the street. Comes across a skateboarder, Chris. <laughs> What does his t-shirt say? <laughs> Satan rules. He should have had one of Bobby Hull's shirts that says Satan sucks. <laughs> he tells him, like, hey man, cool shirt. And he's like, whatever, Shuby, and skates off. <laughs> and then the devil makes a bus hit him. And then says cool shirt again. It's got to drive home the point. This movie. It's like you put a little bus on the end of the so- seat. I... Did the 90s hate anything in society more than people with skateboards? <laughs> his fucking shirt, his jinkos, his stupid beanie hat with the fake dreads. Peter Hyams, Wait, I will do fake. anything for you. <laughs> oh, okay, so I want to talk again about Christine York because that leads to perhaps the dumbest... Fu- well, one of the... It's in the top 20 dumbest things in the movie. Uh, the guy carved a bunch of words out there. One of the doctors is really oh, yeah. excited oh, about God. it. He's like, wait, wait, <laughs> I, I, I don't know this. It's 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 Latin. And this means something like the devil's coming back. Who gives a shit? And then he says, wait, these words, I, I think these are English. You can like, clearly say it. I think it says Christ in New York. And uh, Arnold says, <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot. And Gar- Arnold says, maybe it means Christine York. And uh, they look it up and <laughs> wouldn't you know it. I was like, ha ha, very saying. funny. Kiss me. Kiss me. (laughs) Smart-ass motherfucker. (laughs) 
Like, I thought they were joking, and the next scene, like, ah, Christine York, founder. Like, excuse me? <laughs> Fuck yourself. I really just wanted to draw attention to the writer, who was apparently Andrew W. Marlowe. I don't know if this man's ever written anything else, but I intend to I'm find so out. happy you said that. I literally, as we were just talking, pulled him up. He's written two other movies. Hollow Man and Air Force One. <laughs> Fuck MVP, yes. MVP, King, We Stand the King, You Are the Greatest. <laughs> three for three. Also, two for three of weird, uncomfortable rapes. But it's fine. Yeah, He's I mean, cool. it's probably not it. that big of a deal. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Definitely don't watch Hollow Man with a woman, because it's not cool. So, anyway... Uh... Robin, uh, not uh, Christine York, has to give us our only pointless press shot of the movie. Thank you, I My guess. Jesus, what are we even Why doing? Why is it, like, did you really need to go that hard for the R this rating? Movie it's okay. with the R this movie, yeah, I was gonna say, this movie had to work for yeah. like, <laughs> This movie's about the devil, and I'm sitting here like, well, that's a little gratuitous. Just, just, yeah, because just make R and say fuck twice, there's your R. You don't need to get the, like, it's even side boom, I mean, come on. Just play an edgier Limp biscuit song. Okay, so anyway, she goes to, like, take a shower, and she sees, I guess it's her butler. First of all, what the fuck is with her apartment? There's no way a New York apartment looks like that. I don't care about any of the brownstones. That's like the nice Rosemary's baby-ass apartment yeah, she lives fucking, in. I get, I get really mad because I'm so jealous of how nice that apartment looks. Anyway, she goes to take, like, a shower, and she sees, I guess, again, her butler. I don't know what she does for a living, but apparently she has a butler who's uh, in the bathtub. He's all bloody. Now, that's what I call a bloodbath. That really hit me in a sweet spot. It might be because it's three in the morning, but it really did a lot for me. Wait, I got another one. So, uh, Kevin pa- Bobby Chicago is Thank you. Talking, <laughs> Put some respect on his Is name. talking about his inflatable girlfriend. Uh-huh. And, oh, and Arnold's like, oh, you broke up with her? And he's like, yeah, we just didn't get along. It's it, this, I mean, really? He couldn't have just said, yeah, she was a total airhead. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still Seinfeld or has this turned into home improvement? I cannot tell. What's the difference? Uh, anyway, this is the scene where uh, Gabriel Byrne kills Kevin Pollock with his piss. Which, you know. Good job, movie. <laughs> Appreciate it. God, this movie is so fucking good. My notes in the scene are, is he going to wear that fucking Jets hat the whole movie? Next line. Guess not, because he fucking explodes. <laughs> That's the scene where I know Parker didn't text me about it, but I knew that was because he was doing the equivalent of when you're laughing so hard you don't make a sound. I, as he pisses that gasoline, I'm, my, I'm piecing it together, and I'm just mumbling it. Please, God, let this happen. It together. Please do not be do not be a fake out. <laughs> and we get the last second shot of his face. I'm like, no! <laughs> as he explodes. Oh my God, dude. I I love this movie so much, you guys. Now, let's talk about... So let's talk about reaches here. Uh, Arnold <laughs> decides to go back. This is like 20 minutes into the movie. This movie's like a billion hours long. Uh, <laughs> this movie is 45 minutes too long. He goes Correct. back to... Uh, I was struggling at like an hour he 30. He goes back to the church. I don't think this is that cathedral in uh, in New York. And he goes up to, of all people, Rod Steger, really? And uh, he asks him, you know, hey, uh, 
Is this like in dreams? So and so's dream. Who, who had the dream where it's like it's number of the beast? Uh, you're like, oh, six six. Oh my god, six six six. The number of the beast. Oh those? The number of the beast is not six six six. What? In our dreams, numbers often appear upside down and backwards. They're not going to do it. As in ninety nine. As in nineteen ninety nine. As in the year this movie is being released. Third time I had to pause the movie. By Universal when Pictures. he fucking writes it and flips the paper and says, like nineteen ninety nine. Dead. D E D. Should Dead. I just play the Prince song? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, the Will Smith one. It is. Play Will Anyum, you coward. Will yeah. <laughs> That's that is one of my favorite scenes in here because that, that has to be like one of the top three modes in here. Was like, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. That's our excuse. We're going with it. Universal Pictures. This man was sitting on the waterfront. They're like, all right, now you turn the paper upside down. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking what an Oscar. I've been in I've been winning Oscars before segregation. You want me to flip the paper upside down? Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. You get it? Hey, you in the back row, you get it? You know, I wanna call it because he goes on to like a large exposition thing about, well, God actually says we have to do it ourselves for no reason. And uh, I was gonna say it's like, it an exposition point with a Deus Ex Machina or Deus Exposition Machina as I wrote down. But you know what? That doesn't work because nice. Deus Ex Machina means like God suddenly comes into the picture and changes everything. God is not in this movie. God doesn't ever come in and help out. God doesn't ever give anyone the strength. Everyone just does it on their own. This is a movie with only a devil and no God. This is a Satanist movie. This is not a Catholic movie at all. It's it's a good point because literally all of the characters, like the plot was just, uh, surprise, I'm a random Satanist too. The end of the movie is just God going, you're welcome. And then the credits roll. <laughs> if, if, he, if the camera had cool. like zoomed out after he died, or like Arnold's walking hand in hand with his uh, wife and daughter, like they cross the pearly gates and God just winks at the camera, cut to black. Okay, so we all thousand percent thought he, we were going to see the pearly gates, I right? One hundred percent. Okay, one, I, I'm one shocked. Shocked. Yeah, there were heroic restraint. I thought we were going to see his wife's head in the clouds, like the fucking Lion King, <laughs> the fucking sun baby on Teletubbies. <laughs> and Kevin Pollock is not allowed in because he made a deal with the devil. More about that later. So, oh my God, you're telling me that Satan is the devil, the devil can't find one girl he can bilocate assume animal form transport himself possess people blow up restaurants with his mind ignite piss and he can't find one stinking girl <laughs> he piss. turned into an invisible dragon and then possessed gabriel Byrne, but he can't find this woman in this movie lives. is the sniper from tm2 <laughs> <laughs> like he cannot find this woman so we get a scene where arnold has to negotiate with the devil and then hoodwinks him and throws him out a window. Like an hour into this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger throws the devil out of a window. This movie's so fucking good. It's it's a little bit silly for being, uh, you know. No, it's good. <laughs> this is like Gabriel Byrne uh, confronts. Oh, sorry, the devil confronts Jericho Kane. Uh, in I'm his apartment, s- and it never gets easier. No, to thank go, you for honest. using their canon yeah, names. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, uh, he gives him his vision, like this is what your life could have been, and he does make an almost interesting point. It's like actually, it was God who took them away. Then that's a good way to corrupt uh, someone who already doesn't believe in God, I suppose. But uh, also, 
just possess him because you're the devil. Yeah, that I feel like life would be a lot easier. You like get access to his knowledge or something. It's like you're uploading yourself to his brain. Uh, sir, this way is blocked. Like, oh, I'm a literal human <laughs> robot. Let me just throw you. Here's here's my thing though. It's like Gabriel Byrne is just doing like a John Gotti accent the entire time. Like he sounds just <laughs> like fucking Travolta and Gotti. And he's about as stupid, too, because he does. He fell for the oldest trick in the book. He's, like, leaning over. Oh, just take my hand. Ah, pulled you down. So That's the devil. <laughs> you, you kind of feel like the devil should be harder to stop than that. The five burrows of hell. <laughs> Gabriel, sound the five trumpets. Queens. <laughs> anyway, uh, the devil... And, and the girl gets kidnapped by, I guess, was the Vatican guard. Yeah, okay. And uh, that's not... <laughs> that's not in my Bible, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> now, what po- which uh, book in the Bible has Udo Kier just cutting a snake in half and dripping blood <laughs> Look, if you told me that there was such a thing as a Vatican guard and I could gain quicker access to heaven and kill people, why would I not be doing that right now? So... I will say, I've been playing Assassin's Creed 2 recently. A lot more crossover than I would have assumed. Like, yeah, this checks out. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember that part. Oh, I press X now. Uh, anyway, uh, the devil comes into that church, and just he's just punching cops. So, <laughs> I just, that's one of my favorite things about this. It's just the devil punching, not cops, the devil punching priests. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's that's exactly how it goes down. I remember that in the book of Numbers. The devil is stomping mud holes in police officers. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that you hear about is like, uh, what was it? The, so one of the radio guy at the beginning of the movie, he says something asinine. I don't remember. He sounds almost like uh, Alex Jones esque. You know, it's just like the last day of the rest of our lives or something like that. I don't know, uh, but. At this point in the movie, I have to say, because I wrote it down in my notes here, he says, the very last day of the first 2,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> totally regular, cool way to I, say it. It's that's so when time began. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wrote that. This script, wrote this. <laughs> the script is so sucks. cool. <laughs> it's, it's so good, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like This script is... An absolute travesty. So this reeks of like, all right, uh, this seemed to be cool. Put some filler here. All right, send it off. All right, cool. Which version did you email? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no, I sent the placeholder one. So this came out in 1999, and uh, anyway, oh, are you sure? New York <laughs> is How'd she's trapped, I guess, underneath a church or something like that with the uh, satanic cult, and they're gonna sacrifice her or whatever. And I'm pretty sure they filmed this right next to the set for Queen of the Dam because I could hear new metal, like in the background. Dude, <laughs> when they go underground to the secret meeting of the fucking end of the world with all the people in robes and candles lit, and mid '90s Guns N' Roses is playing. <laughs> all I could think about. Du- <laughs> all I could think about during that scene is my boyfriend spins Gregorian house. <laughs> Now, like, my dad loved Guns N' Roses. Never heard this song before in my fucking life. I do not know what, what they found. But it was, it was a single off the soundtrack. <laughs> now, 
Hey, Dad, you caught that new End of Days LP? Now, uh, Parker, I, I want you to imagine that you're Robin Tunney, and they tell you, okay, in this no. scene, you're going to be on, like, an ancient stone idol while while satanic followers are chanting uh, Latin as Gabriel Byrne, the devil, prepares to have sex with you while the most industrial version of a Guns N' Roses song plays. Don't worry, it'll be a single. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry this is arnold schwarzenegger he can't miss in 1999 <laughs> hot off the feet of eraser we're gonna pop off there's another idiotic chase scene and they run over the devil with a train i just feel like you should by the way this that. train scene we're past the 90 minute mark what are we doing movie <laughs> what is this 30 minute train sequence 90 plus minutes in the movie. I think like one of the... Could we not have just stayed in the church? Is this is one of those times where Arnold uh, tells him, no, go faster, run him over. It's the devil. It makes sense. And the scene <laughs> right before Gabriel Byrne gets hit by the train with like the light in his eyes, the devil is scared. Come on. It's the devil. <laughs> this movie sucks. You shouldn't be able to do... Who's the worst he's devil? He's just a dude until he's not who's, a dude. Who's the worst devil? Gabriel Byrne in this movie or the devil in a Devil? The elevator movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabriel Byrne's in this movie. Oh, that's so. a good point. Arnold Schwarzenegger screaming about Toast falling jelly down. <laughs> <laughs> Better movie, first of all. Man, we really should have just done a devil month where we did like this and the devil's advocate and, and devil and, <laughs> I mean, and little Nikki. No, no, no. Okay, no. no. Uh, Never mind. Uh, make some personnel changes here. I'm I'm shocked that Parker didn't watch Constantine. This Gabrielle week. is going to be on the next. Week. I my family came into town on one day's notice. I had a lot more lined up. I am furious. I did not get to watch the relic after I watched this. <laughs> so I I did not realize it was the same director. I was so mad. So I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the only other note I have written down is this movie ends with Arnold Schwarzenegger impaling himself on a sword. <laughs> the most dramatic jumping fucking eight feet onto he a sword. He practically does a flip. He, he does like a Jesse Owens long jump into that thing. Like there's falling on the your sword, with and then there's just like, <laughs> you have to make a whole song and dance about it. Like I, this movie is so much fun up until like minute ninety five, yeah, and then I am checking that watch, and you're like, boy, we are right at two hours. Jesus Christ, movie. It's like it keeps on going. That whole train sequence does not need to exist whatsoever. We could be in and out in hour forty with credits, but no. But yeah, he leaps. He gets like a four-step running head start, leaps, arms and legs splayed out, screaming, lands in the sword, and then the church catches on fire. <laughs> so at least they stuck the landing, is what I'm trying to say. I, I cannot possibly emphasize enough that this movie is, I think, the most powerful movie made up until 2001's The One. Like, I did not expect you in this movie to write the sentence, that's the funniest suicide I've ever seen. But here we are. Whoa, the crucifixion? absolutely is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Look at that. Who says we don't have any rapport? <laughs> uh, do we have any final thoughts on this movie? How... Have I gone almost 30 years on this earth without 
I just knowing it is like, is that the sixth day or is that the the devil one? And then never seeing it. It is a yeah. personal failure, and yeah. I apologize. I guess, like I said before we started recording, I'm glad I managed to just like IMDb rabbit pull this out of a hat. Like, oh, this looks weird. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> oh, it was so much so more than times. I hoped for. <laughs> That has come back to bite us. Yeah. <laughs> and the smile I had on my face <laughs> as this movie unfolded itself <laughs> with the cold open of the Vatican and then the snake ritual where they're just pouring <laughs> snake blood in a baby's mouth. It's like, okay. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up and almost blows his brains out <laughs> five minutes in. It's, it's... I would like to... Fucking Kevin... Sorry. I forgot Kevin Pollock dies and he just shows up like, oh, yeah. hey, don't worry, I got away. I'm yeah, your friend, we forgot actually. to mention yeah. Chicago. He gets blown up with piss. He comes back and he's like, no, really, I'm the real Bobby Chicago. <laughs> and how Ask does Arnold anything, test this? Me. By shooting him. <laughs> I mean, if Kevin Pollock's ghost shows up at my door, that is a stand your ground. See, look, I bleed like a normal person. I'm not mad at no, all that's that the you thing, shot he, me. Let's go on with our should mission. should have done a test. Okay, what's something only Kevin Pollock's character would know? What's your name? He could have said anything. He could have said Rumpelstiltskin. He could have said Beto O'Rourke. It would have been as stupid teaser. as... <laughs> not bad. It would have been as stupid as Bobby Chicago. One Robert Windy City <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Mr. Chicago was my father's name. Please call me Bobby. <laughs> Boy, ain't right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to end with a question. The strongest of recommends. I'm going to end this with a question here, and this is a question that I don't know if you guys pondered, but I also pondered it here. Why Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because this is two years removed from uh, Batman and Robin, which turns out critics didn't really love. So you don't yeah. say. So I can't imagine that he was a particularly hot name right now, you know, or in 1999. I, I'm surprised that they went with him for this. And a lot of these roles are apparently it was originally written for Tom Cruise. I mean, what wasn't back then? He was. Oh, oh my God! It hurts that me is a physically. Movie. I think it was, <laughs> that is a movie I, that I would have watched. I recoiled like I was Kevin Pollock getting shot. <laughs> Just, oh my I God. think I think Cruz was busy working on some snooze fest called Magnolia or something at the time. So who cares? But uh, like, man, speaking of, oh never mind. I'll let you finish. Yeah, before I it, you. Can you imagine like Tom Cruise or any other action star doing this instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Probably a wildly different movie. But uh, I, it just kind of makes me think that this doesn't even feel like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. But if the shoe fits, I, I gotta go with it. This movie shouldn't exist, but I'm glad it does. Like, he must have been at a low point of like, I gotta start saying yes to Do the voice. <laughs> I'm not, we've made it this far without doing the voice, and I'm proud of us. I did it a couple times. I didn't do a great impression. Josh likes to do that impression of trivia. I don't know why. That sounds fun yeah, for everyone. Uh, so, ordinarily, <laughs> I don't do coming up next week, but it, I think it's fairly obvious that we have to do Once Upon a Time in New York. So, uh, say your prayers, boys and girls. Is that the name of the movie? Oh, Once Upon a Time Close in, enough. uh, what's it called? <laughs> no, no, I thought that was a joke. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Once, upon a, Once Upon a Time in New York is the good one. Once Upon a Time in L.A. is the bad one. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Fuck. good. I like that.